Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to yet another episode of the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge, presented by Georgia Alabama Sports Live. I'm excited about this show because it's high school football playoffs in Georgia. I got excited because I got John Nelson from GPP Sports. He is on the show. We were talking pre-show, John, about how excited I was about filling out the brackets. I was actually looking at the brackets starting in 7A all the way to Class 1A Division 2, and I am absolutely excited about high school playoffs in Georgia. Yeah, and that's the the best part of Season 3, as I like to call it. And it's always it's fun to be able to sit there and go, okay, we've got 255, and we get to trim it down and trim it down and all the storylines that are attached to it. Uh, you know, this the, as you and I are talking, uh, I spent time earlier today with the head coach at Glasscock County for my weekly column and uh, was taking notes at a very feverish pace, uh, trying to get things squared away in my conversation with Chris Kelly for my weekly column. So uh, it, was, it was fun to catch up with him. I've uh, I've told uh, I've told a lot of folks that, uh, you know, Crystal's a part of my first book. And so it was uh, it was great to see them finally make the playoffs for the first time ever. So, you know, it was uh, we'll we'll see what happens with Glasscock. They've got a tough one with Aquinas and we'll rock and roll from there. But that's just part of it. Well, we are going to break down not all the games in the brackets, but we're going to pick some favorites who can come out of each of the quadrants and represent for the state championship. First of all. This is going to be the final year in 7A. With the new reclassification, 7A is going away. Uh, what are your thoughts about the new reclassification going into next year? I've thought that we've had too many A's uh, for the longest time. And I think that when you you look at the, the number of classifications and you go and it's like, okay, we've got 7A. But then when you look at the postseason, and this is another example of it, where you end up with teams that are below 500, 500 or below making the playoffs. And it's not a reflection on them because of their regions. It's because of their the size of their region, creating a non-region schedule where you're having to play six, seven games sometimes. You know, there's one of the uh, Class A regions has only three teams in it, so that means they've got to schedule eight games. And that means that they don't have a four seed, which means that Sly County gets a first round bye because of how the rotation is. Um, you know, when you have when you have teams that are 500 or below making it into the postseason and you know, the optics aren't really a good look. And I think that what this does is that you you condense. And I thought that we've had one, if not two, too many A's, if that makes any sense. So now that you've taken the, the one A away, you kind of get folks in and you've now got I think they're looking at 80 plus teams in the top classification, roughly 60 and some of the others on your way down. And then the, the privates have been set aside from single A to triple A over on the on the right hand side to create their own separate championship. Uh, I just you know, it's been it's been a long time coming that we've had too many A's and uh, we'll, we'll see where we go from here. But I'm looking forward to it. I don't really, you know, look at we have the appeals process that's coming up soon. So we'll see what happens with all of the fallout going forward. John, I want to talk about 7A playoffs because not only do we have the top teams in the state of Georgia, we have some of the top teams in the nation. We're talking Mill Creek, Buford, Colquitt County. Is there a team that I haven't mentioned in 7A that really stands out to you? I know I'm missing some. You know, you got Grayson, you got Collins Hill, you got Walton. I mean, there are some teams out there that can really make a deep run and win a state championship in the final year in 7A. 
Well, you've got Carrollton, obviously, upper left. I know a lot of folks are looking at Juju Lewis as a sophomore, and, you know, we're going to be seeing him for two more years after this. So I think everything looks, at, you know, at Carrollton and Walton in the upper left-hand upper left hand corner. You know, you mentioned what we were looking at in the, in the, the low left with Mill Creek. You look at Colquitt, who's got a nasty first-round matchup with Parkview because of math. And so Parkview is a four seed. They get to go to Moultrie in the first round. And you end up with uh, you end up with Colquitt and Milton and North Cobb down low down low right. And then you look in the the upper right. You're looking at uh, Grayson. You're looking at you know a Norcross team that we had on Football Fridays. And you're also looking at Buford as well. So you know what what did we just go through? About seven or eight teams in seven A that if things fall their way, they can stare at it. But no, it'll, it'll be interesting to see with the nationally ranked teams. You know, can they they've dealt with the pressure so far, but that's just regular season. How do they deal with it going through games 11 through hopefully 15 from their point of view? And in 6A, Langston Hughes is always going to be a tough out. Uh, Aaron Nolan, I, I was taking a look at this kid. I mean, he is just a talent. And I know that Langston Hughes seems to be the team to beat in 6A. Uh, but there are some teams like Housen County. They got a tough draw. They actually actually have to go on the road in their playoff uh, appearance. And then you also have some other teams in 6A uh, that, that can make a deep run. I like Rome. I think my two dark horses are Rome and Gainesville uh, to actually make a deep run in the 6A playoffs. Well, you look at Rome, and they could have a second-round matchup hosting Langston Hughes. Oh, yeah. See, there you go. And this is what happens when you know, you're know you a two-seed. You've got to kind of fight your way through it. So, once again, looking upper left, you're looking at Lee County and Douglas County on de- up with their defense with Johnny White and how they were able to navigate that region. We would have seen Lee County and Hughes, but with Douglas County getting that win in region and being the region title holder, that's why Hughes is the two seed, and they're having to work their way through it. Low left, you're looking at Houston County, North Atlanta. That's going to be the game on uh, GPB this Friday night. So we'll we'll have the we'll get to see a five star quarterback on our air, and uh, also as I'm and I'm scanning as you've been talking about it. But you look at Houston County and Gainesville. Gainesville low left. Can Houston County and Gainesville? You know, it's probably going to be a game that would end up if chalk was to happen, and you were to look at those two squads. You know, it's probably going to be over 100 total points if, if both of these teams' offenses have it their way. Low right, you're looking at Thomas County Central. And that second-round matchup with Hughes having to go to Barron Stadium to take on Rome. Then upper right, you know, you're looking at a Roswell team that is putting up a bunch of numbers. And, and I think that that upper right, it's as we as we go in this conversation, what, what I've been able to notice is the upper right bracket in each of the classifications seems to be the one that's the most wide open, where if you look low left, you end up with something that could, in a lot of different places, be a championship game. But the winner of that one would only be advancing to the semifinals to get out of that bracket. So as we go, you'll end up with those matchups. You know, when we get into the Benedictine discussion, Benedictine North Oconee would be a quarterfinal to get out of that low left bracket to get into the semis. So a lot of folks would look at one versus two and you'd be getting that in the quarterfinals. Wow. That is amazing that they would only meet in the quarterfinals. All right, John, let's go to five a because we have a special team down in the Chattahoochee Valley who has made history. Harris County nine and one. They won their region for the first time since 2014. Last year, they were two and eight. 
They have a tough matchup against a four seed Ola, who is seven and three. But how far do you think Harris County can go in the five A state playoffs? Hmm. I mean, you you look at what what they have been. They're low left, so let's look at low left. You look at low left. You got Jefferson. That's a tall order with downtown Sammy Brown and with what tra- Travis Nolan has been able to do with the Dragons. They're the one seed down there. Hiram, you'd have a second-round matchup if Chalk was to work its way through. You'd have Hiram at Jefferson. That's a, a That, to me, is going to be a fly-below-the-radar second-round matchup with Hiram and, and with Jefferson there. Then you would have, I think, that Harris County could work its way into, out of their mini-bracket, to the winner of that Hiram-Jefferson game. Jefferson is going to be a tall order because you're dealing with a coin flip if it was to be Harrison, Harris County and Jefferson. So you might have to make a road trip or it could be a hosting if things were to work their way through, specifically when you're looking at Harris County. Uh, you look at the upper left in 5A, you could have a second round matchup of Ware County, who's a two seed having to travel to Warner Robins. That's going to be a heavyweight battle. Once again, Coffee beats Ware for the region title. Where's the two seed? They get that first round home game, but then they've got to travel. Then you look at Dalton and GAC. You look at Creekside that's a part of this. Creekside's been flying below the radar a lot this year. Uh, Creekside went out to play uh, Modern Day early in the season, and it was uh, Maurice Dixon took, I think, 55 kids with him, and it was Labor Day weekend. So it was uh, he wants to be known on a national level. And so when you when you play uh, uh, you know, a, a team in Southern California out of the CIF Southern section, you'll get noticed. Uh, right-hand side, You've got the Cartersville that's there, and you've got, uh, you know, Cartersville, I think, is probably the, the one team that folks are looking at in the upper right. Then low right, you look at uh, you look at Coffee, who's down there. Jones County, Northside Columbus is going to be a sneaky matchup for a 2-3 low right, so we'll see what happens there uh, coming out of the blocks as well. So once again, I think that in 5A, Cartersville upper right might, uh, in a very, very evenly distributed group, Cartersville might be the the team that you look at upper right, but there's some sneaky matchups in the other three quadrants. All right, and now in 4A, here's one of my dark horses that could make a state championship run. You already talked about Benedictine and North Oconee meeting in the quarterfinal, but the Bearcats from Bainbridge, they do have a tough matchup with Trinity Christian, who was the number four seed, but Bainbridge looked really tough this year. I think they can make a deep run, and Troop County as a three seed on the road against the syrup makers of Cairo. That is a sneaky road game. Troop County went to the semifinals last year. I think it doesn't really matter if they play at home or on the road. I think that Troop County, that's a pretty good matchup. And uh, LaGrange uh, with Malik Kemp. Uh, he's starting to look like a very good quarterback. I think LaGrange taking on Westover. You know, they, those are the teams that I think that could make a deep run in, in the 4A state playoffs. Uh, what do you think? All right, go turn your lights back on as I, as I talk here for a second. Uh, yeah, I'm right there with you. With Troop, my only question is Teo Todd. You know, what do you do at quarterback? Because uh, with what Tanner Glisson has had to uh, try to figure out offensively, who's going to be the who's going to be your straw with uh, the injury to Teo Todd going through as a three seed? Cairo, difficult place to play, as as my dear friend Tommy Palmer used to say. It is a pack a lunch, a dinner, and a midnight snack trip. You're going from Troop down to Cairo to work your way back up north. Then you've got Wayne County and Spalding, which is a very, very sneaky in that mini bracket. That's a sneaky 1-4 with what you're seeing out of uh, Jay Shaw with Wayne County and Spalding, who beat Perry for the region title there. Perry's having to, the same thing where you have a quarterback who's injured 
what do you do if you're Kevin Smith to try to, to figure out what you're going to do offensively? You mentioned Perry, and we'll get into them in just a little bit. You know, you've got Stockbridge as a one, but I think that that mini bracket with Troop, Cairo, Wayne County, Spalding, upper left, I think that that's one to look at. Low left, you've got uh, Baldwin and Benedictine, but then you've got LaGrange, who might be coming to town if they can survive Westover. Then you end up with North Oconee. But, yeah, I think everybody's looking at North Oconee and Benedictine low left as you work your way uh, in 5A. You mentioned Bainbridge. It could be a second-round matchup. But the thing is, that first-round matchup that Perry has is with Burke County, and Burke County dealt with math. No one said there'd be math on this show. And so, Richard, we have math on this show where Burke County gets to be an angry three seed. They have to go to Perry for first round, and then whoever survives that one has to travel all the way to Bainbridge. Pack a dinner, pack a lunch, midnight snack, pack your tent and your sleep and your sleeping bag to make sure that you're getting ready for that one. And then in the upper right, you know, you're looking at Central Carroll, who's had a great year. Westside Macon's had a great year. Hapel Charter's always going to be uh, sitting there and, and poking you in the sternum along with a team like Madison County. John, I'm privileged to announce that I have your broadcast partner from GPB Sports on the Sports Beat. I'm excited to welcome the one, Hannah Goodman. Thank you for joining the Sports Beat as we are just talking up high school football as it's playoff time here in Georgia. I now know what it's like to be on our podcast because John gives me no information. Just here's a link. No Here's time, no I'm so Here's sorry, I'm late. Here's a link. I have come oh. into one of our edit suites for some privacy because the office is hopping today. So it is? it's like a dark room in here. It, so the office is hopping today? Is that how this is? Yeah, yesterday it was pretty quiet, John, but today there's a million people in okay. the office. So of here it's, I am, yay. What are we talking about, playoffs? Yeah, playoffs, I think. Okay. Absolutely. So just going through all of the classifications, uh, we'll, we'll start with 7A. Like who who's your favorite to come out of 7A, 6A, 5A, all the way down to 1A, Division Two, and, and we'll just go from there. Oh, so, man. That's, a, that's a tall task. I'm definitely not going to make any predictions. No, but um, no, I don't the highest you. profile matchup in 7A, Colquitt Parkview, obviously. Colquitt undefeated at 10-0, having an incredible season. And I also love the Archer Valdosta game. I love that north south matchup there in seven. Huge game. John, what about you? No, I'm right there with you. And we were talking about math in seven A where Parkview ends up being a four seed. And you know, you you look at the, those fun matchups that are there and then six A, you know, we were discussing the the idea of uh, Gainesville and Thomas County Central mm -hmm. being on the opposite sides. Then you could have a second round matchup with Hughes and Rome. Hi, how are you doing? My 6A matchup, um, obviously, is Houston County, North Atlanta. Excellent. That's oh. our game of the week on GPB Sports. Of course. Friday at Henderson Stadium. So that should be an awesome one. Yep. And uh, they're, they're going to keep scoring and they're going to continue to score. And they're going to be scoring by the time we figure out what our game is going to be after that. Uh, you know, we talked about 5A. You've got Ware County and Warner Robins in the same bracket. Mm -hmm. You've got. Uh, Creekside, who's in that same uh, that same area in, in the upper left. You've got Jefferson. We were talking about Harris County because that's where Richard's based down there in Noonan, LaGrange, and Harris County and all of that. So that was what we were staring at in 5A. A lot of the, the same uh, cast of characters there. Coffee, Jones County, Northside, low right. And then uh, Cartersville that we got to see on Football Fridays in the upper right. I like Dalton GAC, two top ten teams going at it there. 
Um, I think that that's going to be a really good one to watch. And I actually like Kel Cass. I know I'm going to throw everyone for a loop. Um, Kel has done a really great job this season. It's actually pretty surprising. They haven't um, been this successful in a while. So um, I like that game as well. And then we got into quad and we talked about, uh, you know, teams like Spalding and we had Spalding and Perry on as our web game. That's a, that is a, it is a massive mini bracket with mm-hmm. Troop and Cairo and Troop's having to do things without Teo Todd, uh, Wayne County and Spalding and Spalding and Perry. Mm-hmm. Math with Burke County and Perry because then you've got Burke County and Perry, Trinity Christian and Bainbridge, low right. So, I mean, it's wide open there in quad A too. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you on all those. Troop County, Cairo is a really good one. Um, staring at my bracket it's like really small in the corner <laughs> but my question to you does benedictine win another state title in 4a they seem to be the team to beat it's that that low left benedictine and north Oconee, that i think that one a lot of folks are saying that's one versus two and you're only getting out of that that you could have that one to get to the semifinals that's gonna if the, i think the survivor of that one's gonna go a long way trying to determine the title. yeah that's incredible it's uh we we really can't pick winners because we air all of the state championship games. So if we were to oh, pick of course. Winners, we ended up in the state championship game that what is, what is it I what is it I say? Hannah? I think they can do it again. I think they could absolutely do it again. I um no surprise there. What what is it I say, Hannah, when it comes to predicting? There uh, that I love all my children equally. I, I almost said friends. <laughs> I said I love all my friends equally. It's your children. Yes. I love all, I love, all John's children. I love all my children equally. John Nelson, Hannah Goodwin, they have a podcast on GPB Sports, Football Fridays. I'm going to give you an opportunity to plug that podcast because you two, just going back and forth, you have great chemistry on the air. And I, I love watching your show. And I'm just, I'm excited. You had WRBL's Jack Patterson on. I mean, he's my guy. He's, he's my broadcasting colleague down in Columbus. Jack's the best. Jack's so fun. He brings so much personality to the show. I, I love Jack. And, Jack yeah. and uh, you know, Jack is a Jack is a uh, kid of the Muskogee County system. Went to Shaw, so he he knows what uh, high school football means there in the Western Frontier. But it's great to it's great to have guys like Jack on who uh, he and Tyler do great work there at WRBL, and it's uh, it's fun to be able to tell Jack also places that he needs to go for lunch to get me lunch sometimes. Oh, there you go. All right, we we stopped at four A. We're going to talk about three A because there is a team. They are really on a mission to try to win the state title this year. I'm talking about Cedar Grove. I think that Cedar Grove is one of those teams. I like Calvary Day. But being from Columbus, I like the Carver Tigers. I think that Carver, when they made that move down to 3A, they went to the state championship in 2021, lost to Benedictine in 4A. Last year, they lose to Oconee County in the quarterfinals. I think that Carver is just continuing to roll. I mean, you look at their record it was not very good in the beginning of the season, but they took on tough competition. They took on a 7A school in Brookwood. They took on Hapefield Charter. They lost close games. I think Carver has a very good path, and I think there's a potential quarterfinal matchup between Carver and Sandy Creek, and that game would be at Otis Spencer Stadium. Any chance that GPB Sports might come down to Columbus and maybe call a Carver game or any one of these teams if they make a deep run in the playoffs? Don't really know what uh, our schedule is going to hold for uh, geography and mileage, but obviously when you look at something like that, I mean that's it's going to be a great matchup. We'll obviously keep an eye on it if it comes to pass. But Hannah, I know that when we talk about one region in particular, 
and the impact that Cedar Grove, Sandy Creek, Douglas, and Carver, all in the same region, really yeah. could all make deep runs. That's that's a fun region to keep an eye on. Oh, yeah. I mean, Cedar Grove is going to go really, really deep in the playoffs. Wouldn't be surprised if they're back in the state championship one bit. And, and you know, Richard, we talked about it earlier, the idea that when you only have those those three region games, that region means you've got to come up with seven non-region games. We had Carver, Atlanta, and Buford on our air earlier this year. And Cedar Grove, here's your, here's your piece of trivia for the show. Cedar Grove did not play a triple-A team until region play. They, they played seven A's. They played, Car, they played the Montgomery, Carver Montgomery. Coach There's Adams a- does that every year, though, John. Every single year he does that. He goes all over the country. And they even had, like, a mystery game last year that, remember, you called into the postgame show and they were on their way back because the game got canceled? Mm-hmm. He, he picks these crazy games and it always ends up working out for him in the end when it comes to region play because they – test themselves against tough talent all over the country absolutely all right let's go to 2a because there's a team that i think can win it all because even though they finished the year with two losses they really should have had one loss they had a forfeit loss to cedar town to open the season i'm talking about the callaway cavaliers who won the state title in 2020 they did lose to appling county last season in the quarterfinals but i think coach wiggins has got a team that could win the state title and there's another possible quarterfinal matchup between Callaway and Spencer, but Spencer's got to get out of that region. I think they could possibly play Fitzgerald in the second round, even though that game's going to be at Otis Spencer Stadium. John, you could tell. Hannah, I'm excited about high school football. I've been studying these brackets, and I'm looking for possible matchups later on. I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but second round quarterfinal matchups that that could be very intriguing matchups. No doubt. And you mentioned what Pete Wiggins has been able to do at Callaway. It's been tremendous what he's done there. Um, Fitzgerald is a two seed, losing the, the region title to Cook. Don't sleep on Cook because of what Byron Slack has been able to do. You look up, you got Rockmart in the upper right. You've got uh, Thompson in the upper right. You've got, uh, as I'm sitting here scanning quickly, okay, here, here's your matchup. for uh, Bottom right, Appling yeah. County is my angry, angry three seed. There you I go. think that they make a pretty deep run this year. That, wow. region, that region came down to a drawing out of a hat mm-hmm. to figure out what your, what your math was going to be because the tiebreakers were all the same, and you had the one, the two, and the three. They were all the same number. They had the same region record. So – Literally, after tiebreaker, 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 the last thing that they were doing was a hat draw. That is the first time I have ever seen hat draw as a tiebreaker to determine who goes where. But Hannah's spot on about Appling County. Incredible. We'll touch up on Class 1, Division 2, and Division 1 shortly. Division 2 in Class 1. Clearly, I think Schley County is the team to beat. They're ranked number one. I know Bowden is the defending champions. When Manchester upset Bowden to start the season, I knew that Manchester looked like a very good team. Bowden, you know, they're taking on a Taylor County team. Let me tell you, Butler is just outside of Columbus. They are excited that they are in the playoffs. I know they're playing Bowden, and they may not they may not win this game, but this really means a lot to the community of Butler. I mean, John, you know about these small towns, especially these towns are like Schley County outside of, of major areas in Georgia, and they're just excited they're in the playoffs. 
Well, and I will I will uh, remind Hannah that one of her favorite coaches is a coordinator at Taylor County. The Mountain Dew man himself, Brad Harbor, is on the staff at Taylor County. <laughs> and, and I Brad, love Coach Harbor. And Brad always makes a point to sit there and say that he likes Hannah more than me. Well, a lot of people like me more than you, John. <laughs> Back to football. If... <laughs> In the words of Jack Patterson, uh-huh. the only person, the only team that's going to beat Sly County is Sly County. And right. he's not wrong. I mean, you Not look, at all. You look at that low right, it would be a matchup with Early County in the quarters to get out of there. Uh, right-hand side, you're looking at Bowden. So you could have a semifinal that would be a matchup of the final from last year with Bowden and Sly. So that Incredible. What you would see, but that's just the rotation. That's that's how it goes. You know, you've got a Clinch County team that's doing really well. They could make Johnson County to get out of the upper left bracket, and then you end up with Portal, who's done great work. And here's my here's my story. Here's my story. Low left. Oh God, story time with John. Aquinas and Glasscock County, first time ever in the playoffs, ever ever mm-hmm. for Glasscock County. They hold the national record. For the longest losing streak at 82 games, and they did that back in the 90s. Their head coach, Chris Kelly, is an alum of the school. He's been there for 25 years. This year is the first time they've ever made the playoffs, and they're going to play the team that started them on the 82-game losing streak, Aquinas, at Greenbrier this weekend. And now you know the rest of the story. I'm Paul Harvey. There you go. I love that Paul Harvey reference. (laughs) All right, finally... We have Class A Division One, and really, there's a team that I love. I Prince Avenue Christian. I've been a fan of theirs. I mean, because I'm a fan of Brock Vandegrift. I remember when he was recruited by Georgia, and I remember I was at the Georgia game against Missouri, and and I saw him on the field, and and I was just excited to see him because I'm a huge fan of Prince Avenue Christian. I think that they're gonna win another state championship. While I uh, do the lights real quick. <laughs> See, see, Richard, the the lights in Richard's studio space, if Richard doesn't move, the lights go out. Oh, I need to get that looked at. Well, you know what I I need to do is just turn off the lights in my office and get a light when I do these shows. Just a a standard light. So all that stuff is coming as I grow my podcast that I've had for almost four years now. So it's neither neither here or there. (laughs) It's always growing. It's always growing. Absolutely. But, you know, PAC, they're in the upper left. Uh, but lurking with PAC, Bleckley, a second-round matchup of Irwin County and Bleckley County possibly. So you'd have Bleckley working your way through their upper left. Then nice. You, you go down low. Great season for uh, Bryan County. John they're- likes to go in order. But bottom right, Dublin, Screven County. I love that game. Dublin's two seed. Go Fighting Irish. Um, there you I- go. Like that, I like that game. Well, and, and then like Crawford County, Brooks County, yeah. Brooks, Brooks is um, always really good. Well, and then you could have that second round matchup of Dublin at Brooks with Roger Holmes and Maurice Freeman. Yes, two of our favorite coaches. That would be a really good game. And then you you look at uh, Elbert Rabin and uh, the Mountain Region with Commerce. Those three teams in that region could make a deep run as well. Pick any one of them. Just put a blanket over all of them. 
What about Heard County, Crawford County, or Lamar County? Any of those teams can make a deep run? I mean, those are teams we kind of give notice because they're on the outskirts of the Chattahoochee Valley, but do you think they could make some noise in the playoffs? Uh, Heard County's got that first-round home game with Pelham. Then they would face Bryan County. That might be an interesting bracket to pay attention to. Uh, Crawford County is a four-seed. They had a, a bit of a tough year, below 500. Having to go to Quitman to play Brooks, it's going to be a tough environment there. But then you've got Duke Ellington and what they're doing at Lamar. Uh, Lamar is the one. They've got Bacon County, but then they would get Lee Shaw and Metter. You want another 2-3 matchup for you? Swainsboro going to Metter. In wow. The in the opening round. So Lee Shaw and, and uh, Scott Roberts, that's going to be a fun one, too, for a 3-2 that would go up against Lamar County and Barnesville possibly in round two. Well, I am excited. John Hanna, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule, joining me here on the Sports Beat. Before I get you out of here, tell everybody where they could find you on social media and how they can they can watch or listen to your show. Go for it. We are on social media at GBB Sports. Um, I'm personally on social media at Hannah C. Gooden. And um, John and I have our podcast. comes out every Wednesday. And you can watch our Game of the Week on GPB Sports, whatever, um, whatever channel that is on your TV. We're also streaming live on Facebook, Twitter, gpb.org slash sports, GPB Sports app. You can't miss it. All, all 90, right. All 90 different places where you can watch us. We're out there every Friday night. Oh, and by the way, this week, Hannah has to put up with me indoors. Yeah, we're back in studio for Bracketology for halftime show and postgame show. Oh, it's so, going to be exciting. That's going to be a lot of fun. Um, Nikki Noto Palmer's on the sidelines. So we'll have the whole crew for playoffs and championships. Whole crew. Well, I cannot wait. John Nelson and Hannah Gooden from GPB Sports. Thank you so much, everybody, for watching us on Facebook Live. And don't forget to like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. And I'm also on every podcast platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for tuning in once again to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge, and we'll see you later. Bye, everybody. Active Pest Control offers the best services and prices to protect your home. Offering both monthly and quarterly pest control services, plus specific services like bed bugs, German roach, and flea control. Even if you can't see them, insects are all around you 24-7. Active Pest Control wants to be the first line of defense. Active Pest Control. Repair. Bond. Best termite coverage around. Active Pest Control. 34 Jefferson Street, Newton. 770-954-9941. It's the best in sports and entertainment. And get locked in and locked down with Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. with your host, me, Ryan O'Neill, each and every morning, right here with the best in sports and entertainment, all the way from professional sports to college sports to River Dragons hockey and everything in between, including some of the very best local and national guests. It's the Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m., Monday through Friday, right here on 99.1 FM WQEE. After a few drinks, I'm taking it slow. Well, you're not fooling the cop behind you. What? Get ready to pay in .1 miles. <sighs> Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. 
Tune in each Sunday morning right here on WQEE 99.1 FM for the key for help from a high with Bishop Daniel Hardaway Sr. of Redemptive Life Worship Center at 9 a.m. Hear the Word of God and soak it in. You can join us for our live Sunday service at 10 o'clock a.m. till 12.30 p.m. at Redemptive Life Worship Center at 2265 Highway 54 in Marlin, Georgia. Have a blessed week. Welcome to another edition of the Georgia Alabama Sports Live Show. And uh, man, the graphics he get better ever and ever every week. And uh, you can look at the man uh, two on the screen. My, I don't know if that's right or left. Either way, it's my partner Richard Holdridge. He does a great job producing this show. Great job, great intro, and we got a special w- w- for you today. We also have. Uh, Mr. Jack Patterson coming up in just a little bit, WRBL's news director. But we got a lot we're going to be getting into before we have him on here in the next five, six, seven minutes. So, Richard, how you been? How was your weekend? Talk about your experience. For those who didn't know, he went with me um, on behalf of Sports Visions to cover the number 12 Missouri Tigers against number two Georgia. It was a great experience, wasn't it, Rich? It absolutely was. I've had a busy week, Thrift. I appreciate you and DJ Jones for allowing me to cover the Georgia-Missouri game. As a member of the media, and I represented Sports Visions well, I took notes, I made sure that I focused on the game, and we talked about the game on my podcast, and I'm just excited that I was a part of the of the member of the media. I had a busy week leading up to coming back from vacation, drove six hours up to Columbus to call CVCC basketball, we were at pretty much Georgia all day Saturday, and then we also had high school basketball media days on Sunday. So we've all had a busy week, and I'm just ready to talk high school football playoffs because the brackets came out, and I'm a big bracketologist. You know, I, I could have majored in that in college. And so I'm looking at all the brackets, including 7A. I know we don't have any 7A or 6A schools in Columbus, right. but I'm, I'm looking at potential matchups, and I am getting excited. Yeah, I am too, man. And uh, with that being said, we'll go ahead and throw up the graphic that this Thursday we will be at the AISA 3A semifinal game between Atalga Academy, who is eight and three, and the Glenwood Gators, the number one seed, nine and one. And uh, they're also been ranked high in our rankings. We have our rankings that we'll be dropping here in just a little bit before we have Jack on. Actually, we may do it with Jack on so he can give us his opinion live in action. But these two teams faced off earlier about a month ago, maybe less than that. Glenwood obviously dominated Otago. It was close in the first quarter, but after that, Glenwood ended up taking a substantial lead. Uh, but the last time we saw the Gators, they had a lot of you know turnovers, um, uncharacteristic penalties and mistakes. They got them in the hole against Chambers, down by 14. They ended up losing 20-14, to 14, got all the way down to the one-yard line before they were stopped. But Chambers is in a whole other classification. The team we expect them to play next week in the state championship, Lee Scott, but we'll be broadcasting the semifinal game, our first playoff game. <coughs> Excuse me. Coming up here this Thursday, 8 p.m. at Sammy Howard Field. It's going to be a lot of fun, Richard. It is, and hopefully – 
you know, the field conditions won't be as bad as the last time Glenwood played Atauga Academy. We were there for high school game day. In fact, Jack Patterson was there for the game of the week for WRBL. And we remember how muddy that field was. A big shout out to the kicking coach and the soccer coach for Glenwood as a coach Eddie just did a phenomenal job just getting that field ready. I remember seeing the highlights where there was a punt that just took a thud in the ground and hopefully the field conditions will be a lot better and we'll see a different style of game because it changes your game plan when you have muddy field conditions like that. But I expect Glenwood to bounce back, especially after that loss to Chambers Academy. And yeah, me too. You know, Coach Nelson, I know they wanted that perfect season, but sometimes a loss isn't all that bad. You learn from your mistakes, and you try to figure out how they can fix it. Glenwood was so close to winning against Chambers Academy. They were at the 12-yard line. They know that they can beat just about any team on their schedule, and they're going to be ready Thursday at Sammy Howard Field, one win away from the AISA championship game, which will take place in Montgomery in two weeks. Yeah, I can't wait to be able to be there and broadcast that, but they got to take care of this one first. But I'm with you, Richard. You know, sometimes it's good to get that ugly game out of the way before playoffs start. You don't want it to happen in the state championship. I've seen that with many teams. And I think Glenwood, you know, they, they learned from it. Um, hopefully Lamont Burton and a lot of the other players are back after a bye week and, and getting them back healthy to take on Atalga. So Thursday night football, 8 p.m., live from the Swamp. We're going to start coverage around 7.50 for the kickoff. But we're actually going to have a pregame show. Won't be, I, I guess we can call it high school game day. Sure, why not? You know, why not? And we'll do it about 6.30, 6.45 tomorrow from the Swamp. We'll have Dusty Purdue on, by the way. He just got some great news today. We'll be dropping that here in just a moment. But that's where we will be Thursday. We were trying to live stream Harris County, but because of the GHSA's rules of the NFHS, the National Federation of High School Service, High Schools, they get first rights when it comes to live streaming public school games. And they are going to be live streaming the Harris County game. So we... We're not given that ability to do that game, so we're going to just be covering and keeping up with scores just like everyone else on Friday. But we will be along for the Glenwood and Calvary playoff run this Thursday. Also this Thursday, CBCC girls have their second home game um, basketball-wise uh, this Thursday and cannot wait to see them play in action at 5.30. Robert Edmond. Part of the George Alabama Sports Live family. Toy Guard, they'll be there for that one. Richard, you were there last week. Um, they got a really good ball team. Joe Richardson's got a, a competitive girls team that's going to – I mean, he's stepping in his shoes with Ron uh, – I can't think of his last name. I know it's not Ron Roberts because that's the Auburn defensive coordinator. But I think it's Ron Robinson. I, I think, yeah, Ron Robinson. That's it. Either way, the previous coach, Ron, Coach Ron – uh, did a phenomenal job, won multiple consecutive um, championships at the conference they play in. So make sure to see that at 530 and then right after. Just stay on Georgia Alabama Sports Live Facebook page or YouTube channel, and you'll see Glenwood taking on Atalga. Yeah, that was a great experience to get to call the CVCC Lady Pirates on Friday night. They took on Albany Tech. They won the game 64-40. to 40. I was very impressed with the fact that they only had seven players and Albany Tech had 14. And they just have 
talented ball players. And you could catch a replay of that on George Alabama Sports Live. I had a lot of fun calling play-by-play for CVCC. You know, I love basketball just as much as you do thrift. And I know that we are really in a situation where we got high school basketball, we've got college basketball, we got high school football all going on at the same time. And it's just busy times here at George Alabama Sports Live. Yeah, it is. And then from that, next Tuesday, we got a big one. George Alabama Sports Live show from Happy Hour Bar and Grill. It's going to be a great time. I've already lined up great guests. They're going to be there next Tuesday. Join us, 7 p.m. Good food, good drinks, good time, fun, entertainment. And uh, we're going to have our best show yet from doing it there. We've done it twice. This will be our third time. And both the previous signs were huge successes, and they want us back again. So thank you to Matt Call, the GM, and also thank you to the owner of Happy Hour Bar and Grill for allowing us to do that. So next Tuesday, 7 p.m., the Georgia Alabama Sports Live Show will be live from Happy Hour Bar and Grill. Uh, myself, Richard, and some other great guests will be there for that one. So put that on your calendar. And like I said, with basketball starting here and coming up in the next few weeks, we got Glenwood, we got Brookstone, we got Columbus, we got Carver, um, Bocelli. We got a lot of Glenwood, a lot of teams playing, and we'll, you'll have all the action all basketball season long right here on Georgia Alabama Sports Live Facebook page and YouTube channel. If you want to be a at, and advertise with us, be a sponsor, put your business logo within each live stream or part of our show, just contact me or Richard, and we can make sure that happens. All right. Uh, Richard, let's quickly put up this Hall of Fame so we can have on our guest that I know he's been sitting there waiting on us. Um, the Hall of Fame, Chattanooga Valley Hall of Fame, came out with their inductees for 2024. First, we got Coach Del McGee. Then we got Tommy Mac Chambers, and a guy I know all too well. He's been on the Sports Institute radio show. I've known him through DJ. Uh, legendary Spencer graduate and football player, played in the NFL. James Monk Johnson. Also, Mason Lampton. And the final one, who I actually called about a couple hours ago to congratulate him, is Coach Dusty Perdue of Glenwood. He also won a lot at, at Calvary. He was a guy that did a great job with their softball program, coached basketball there, then took over the Glenwood boys program from legendary coach Doug Key. He has won on the boys' side five state championship on the girls' side two. That's seven in total. <clears throat> He's just done an, an incredible job. Actually, four on the boys' side. Excuse me, four on the boys' side. Two on the girls. Six state championships. Either way, that's a lot of state championships. Well-deserved. He also had two years. He was a coach, CVCC girls coach, and won championships there as well. So he, won, he has won wherever he's been. He was my high school coach, Coach Dusty Purdue. Uh, much deserving. Uh, accomplishment and he's still far from retiring he still said he's got 10 15 years left of coaching that's awesome for everybody that's going to be playing for them that sucks for his opponents um, but great job by coach purdue getting inducted it means a lot to me i know it means a lot to him and uh, we're gonna can't wait to talk to him on high school game day on thursday Congratulations to all the inductees for the 2024 class. The induction ceremony is going to be February 24th, and I want to try to be there as much as I can so I can congratulate all these wonderful inductees. I've gotten to know Coach Purdue just being there for the Glenwood Gators Coach Show, helping you live stream Glenwood basketball games, and he's 
been a guest picker on high school game day. Every time we go to Glenwood, he's there for high school game day. Just a phenomenal coach, just a great person, and, and also a great broadcaster, too. He's also the public address announcer for the Glenwood Gators football team. Uh, coach Del McGee, right now the run game coordinator for Georgia. He's going to get a head coaching job somewhere. I know he was the interim coach at Georgia Southern. He led Carver to a state title. He was a running back, not only at Auburn for the Kendrick Cherokees, the last time they won the national championship, the state championship, rather, for Georgia. And uh, I'm looking to get to know the other inductees. I know that James Mug Johnson, he did play for the 49ers, and you know I'm a 49ers fan. Uh, but just congratulations to everybody. And I'm excited about this list. And uh, the 2024 class, they're going to get a plaque. They will be forever enshrined in the Chattahoochee Valley Sports Hall of Fame. That display right outside the Columbus Civic Center. I usually walk in there and I, I, I see DJ Jones's plaque in there. And, and there's a lot of great inductees. And they'll be forever known here in Columbus as the best to ever do it here in the Fountain City. Yep, and um, we cannot wait to talk to Coach Purdue. Um, by the way, on Thursday, um, I'll be hosting the show solo as it is lovely Aunt Candy's birthday and uh, coming up this weekend, and um, she means a lot to me. I know she means an incredible amount to DJ, so I'll be holding down the fort. He'll be joining us um, via the first part of the show virtually on Thursday, and then Richard, I'm, I'm going to try to see if maybe you can't come in studio and we'll be able to talk some high school football as we get ready to head on over to Glenwood um, as they take on Atalga. But you'll find that out. Who I have on, the special guest could be Richard. You don't know. It's a teaser. <laughs> Got to tune in Thursday, 4 to 6 p.m. on 92.1 Smooth R&B. All right, let's go ahead and bring him on. The guy that uh, I love dearly. When I see his smiling face, it just gets me in a good mood. And uh, we've been trucking this industry together now for quite some time as we continue to do the everyday grind that Josh Pate is a beauty of struggling or I, I don't think it's a struggle. I, I think I, I enjoy um, having to grind as much as we do because we're doing what we love. It's not other than WRBL's sports director, Jack Patterson. How are you, JP? The grind is a blessing, Thrift. It's good to be back on with you guys. No doubt about it. And uh, we got a lot we're getting into, Jack. So quickly, I know you just saw the news with us. I'm going to let you have the floor. Um, you saw the list of new inductees for the Chattahoochee Valley Hall of Fame. Del McGee, we know what he means to a lot of people. My granddad always swears because my granddad, a legendary coach around here in the middle school era, Del McGee played from a Rothschild, and they won two championships. Um, my granddad won several, but two with Del McGee at Rothschild. And uh, he told, he said then that that guy's going to be special. He was special at Kendrick. He was special at Auburn. And now look what he's doing coaching-wise. It's only a matter of time, like Richard talked about, before he becomes head coach. Dusty Purdue, everybody knows what he means to me personally, getting inducted. That's awesome. James Monk Johnson, the legendary Spencer football player and guy that is just a huge fan and does a lot for the school. So what are your initial thoughts on the inductees, Jack? Well, both of you and um, Richard have kind of gone into detail about Del McGee and Dusty Purdue, and to a certain extent, Monk. I'm going to bring up um, the two guys who we haven't mentioned yet. Uh, first off is going to be Mason Lampton, and a lot of people wouldn't know that name off the top of their head, a lot of sports fans in the area, but he is the founder and organizer of the steeplechase at Callaway Gardens. 
And anybody who has been here a while knows how big a steeplechase is. They just got done having this year's edition of the steeplechase. And it's a big, big, big uh, driver for the arts in the area. And, you know, it's a big deal for a lot of people. It gives a, a lot of people opportunities as well. So it's a well-deserved honor for Mason as he gets his place in the Hall of Fame. And then Tommy Mack Chambers, who was an all-by-city basketball player back in the day. And, you know, he kind of made his career in refereeing. And he became one of the best high school referees in the country. He was right. featured in several different, you know, magazines, you know, talking about how well he ref. So, you know, I want to give those guys their flowers as well because they have earned their position in the Hall of Fame as well. And, you know, everybody knows about Del McGee. You know, heck, I lived it. You know, I was at Charlotte at the same time he was at Carver. So I saw it all firsthand, you know. And then Monk has been an incredible ambassador, not just for Spencer, but for the game of football here in the Chattahoochee Valley. He's still, you can, if you go to a Spencer game, Odds are you're going to see Monk there. He's just been absolutely incredible. He's been incredible to me in my position. And then what can't you say about Dusty Purdue, who has been absolutely fantastic, whether it's on the court, you see directing these key teams to all these state championships, or off the court. Thrift, obviously, you know him really well. Richard, you've gotten to work with him in the past, and I get to work with him, you know, for News 3. So, you know, it's obvious that he has well-deserved his spot in the Hall of Fame as well. Yeah, no doubt about it, and um, it's exciting to see all these guys that are getting their flowers while they're still kicking, and that's the bit that's the best thing is being able to see them go in and give speeches, and you see it their joy and the admiration from on other people's faces as they see someone they love, their colleague, whoever it may be, make it to this level, which is after all the success, all the grind that you were just talking about, the grind is a blessing. You're getting rewarded at the end as being one of the best in the business in this area. So congratulations to all the inductees for sure on those. All right, so before we start talking, because there's a lot of games here, and we're going to really be diving into it. And instead of asking questions, me and Richard will give thoughts, and then Jack will come in after we give uh, our thoughts on each game. Like, Richard, we can take turns bringing in the game, and then, Jack, you just fill in right after we get done making our statement, and the next person We'll bring on the next game. So before we do that, I do want to drop our ratings poll. And I want to get Jack's reaction because he's going to be the first. And then we've had a lot of we've had a lot of feedback over it. Now, some people don't understand what we're trying to do here um, when we do this ratings poll. As we know that head-to-head, -head, you can't match Central and Glenwood or Central and Pacelli on the same field. But that's not what we're trying to do. We're talking about them in their league as a team where are they ranked compared to other teams in their league? That's how we do it. So go ahead, Richard. Let's see it. Wishbone Fried Chicken is back in a brand new location. 31 Jackson Street, Sweet A here in Noonan. Same great taste. The best chicken around. Fish dinners. Open Monday through Saturday, 1030 a.m. to 4 p.m. Dine in. Take out is Wishbone Fried Chicken right next door to their former location, bringing you the best chicken around. So great. Wishbone Fried Chicken, 31 Jackson Street, Sweet A here in Noonan. Hey, sports fans, it's Rod Peterson here, host of The Rod Peterson Show, inviting you to join us daily for two hours of Atlanta's funnest sports talk right here on WQEE. I say fun because it is. 
You've never heard a show like it because we make the listeners a part of the show. Every day between noon and 2 p.m. Eastern, you'll hear plenty of the best sports talk, including the latest on the Falcons, the Braves, and more. And who knows, you might even hear you. That's the Rod Peterson Show daily at noon right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. Hey, sports fans, weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern, drive time on WQEE. Braves Country is a southern sports talk show with Mac McGee and the armchair quarterbacks. That's Braves Country with Mac McGee and the armchair quarterbacks. Weekdays, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m., right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. Welcome back to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge, presented by Georgia Alabama Sports Live. We have had a great, I'm talking amazing, show for you today on WQEE. I want to thank Ryan O'Neill back at the station just for giving me this opportunity to fulfill my dream doing sports talk radio. The show started with GPB sports anchors John Nelson and Hannah Gooden as we talked everything high school playoffs in the GHSA. Unfortunately, Thrip Berenger and I will not be calling any GHSA playoff games because of the NFHS network, but Thrift and I are going to be at the Swamp Thursday night, Otaga Academy taking on Glenwood for the right to go to the state championship in Montgomery on November the 16th. Tonight... I am going to have my live show. I'm going to try to go on Facebook Live every Monday nights and Wednesday nights. Sometimes you'll get an audio-only podcast that's usually Sunday nights slash Monday because there's so much stuff to cover over the weekend that that's really all the time I have to cover it. I mean, I will get into the college basketball upsets. I mean, the LSU women basketball team. They get upset big time. Atlanta United, they get a big win over Columbus, and they stave off elimination. There's a winner-take-all game on Sunday in the MLS Cup. And I'll get into the Hawks as well, college basketball. we got high school basketball going on this weekend as well. So stay tuned for that. I hope everybody has a great rest of your day. Stay tuned for Braves Country Today with Mac McGee and the armchair quarterbacks. That is happening right now here on WQEE 99.1 FM, the key, and I'm out of here. Bye, everybody. Hey, everybody, this is Andy Crispin. Join me this week for worship as I play two hours of the best in modern worship music from churches and worship leaders around the world. And this week, my special guest is Blake Goss of New Spring Worship. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do not perceive it. I'm making ways in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. For us, that scripture came alive because he did a new thing actually in an old place. You don't want to miss a moment of this week's worship with me, your host, Andy Christman. WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key. Home of Southern Sports and Talk. Noonan, Sharpsburg, Franklin. 
The Baxters have a new first book. From number one New York Times best-selling novelist Karen Kingsbury, author of life-changing fiction, comes The Baxters, a prequel. The heart-pounding story of Carrie Baxter's wedding. Amidst family tension and the worst storm Bloomington, Indiana has seen in a decade. The Baxters, by America's favorite inspirational storyteller, Karen Kingsbury. Visit KarenKingsbury.com for more information. The Baxters, available now wherever books are sold. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm-mm. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. <clears throat> Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Calvary Sonoy Fellowship is an expository Bible teaching church where we study the Word of God line by line and we apply it life by life. We're here every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock on WQEE and we look forward to having you join us. Our church offices are located in Sonoy, Georgia, 6855 East Highway 16, Suite 102, Sonoy, Georgia. If you'd like to call us, our number is 770-755. 8243. Or you can reach me, I'm Pastor Bob, at bob at calvarysenoy.org, S-E-N-O-I-A. You also can go to our website at www.calvarysenoy.org. You can reach our YouTube channel there, as well as our Facebook page. Join us at 10 o'clock right here on WQEE. You are listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge, broadcasted on WQEE 99.1 FM The Key from 2 to 3 p.m. Monday through Friday. This is a local podcast that covers Columbus sports and beyond. If you would like to hear more of this podcast, you can download us on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And I hope you have a great rest of your day.